Now, I know absolutely, I'm not a football expert, but uh, I will pick right now Carolina by 14. In fact, I got another at least 14. <laughs> but we're going to be looking this morning at uh, at First Peter chapter one, and really with special emphasis on uh, on verse 18. You know, the in verse 12 it says that uh, of chapter one it says it was revealed to them that they were serving not themselves but you in the things that have now been announced to you through those who preached the good news to you by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven, things into which angels long to look. That this gospel is so powerful, so precious, that the angels long to look. The gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. And here we, on the first uh, Sunday of the month, we, we partake of uh, Holy Communion. We remember that that our Lord Jesus Christ said that he broke his body and that he shed his blood, that, that those who belong to God may be forgiven. In 1 Peter 1.3 it says, Behold, or it says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to his great mercy, he's caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, born again, born again to a, to a living hope by the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ from the dead. In Revelation 15, 3 and 4, the song of Moses, it says, and they sang the song of Moses, the servant of God, and the song of the Lamb, saying, great and amazing are your deeds, O Lord, God the Almighty, just and true are your ways, O King of the nations. Who will not fear, O Lord, and glorify your name? For you alone are holy. All nations will come and worship you, for your righteous acts have been revealed. In verse 18 of chapter 1, it says, Knowing that you were ransomed from the feudal ways inherited from your forefathers, not with perishable things such as silver and gold, but with the precious blood of Christ, like that of a lamb without blemish or spot. That you know this. You know where you came from. You know where God has brought you from. You know what God, if you're a Christian, you know what God, what he has done in each one of our lives. It talks about these feudal ways, this, these lives of futility that we used to live. Now, I know some of you young people that have had the, you have the privilege of being raised in a Christian home. And, and a lot of the things that we who maybe came to Christ later on in life, the things that we experience, you're not going to have to experience because we're where God has placed you. But we do, don't we? Uh, we do the things that we have seen. We, 
what we did was, is we imitated what we saw before us. I, I was thinking about it, and I, I was thinking about my parents, and they're both of them have passed away, but it's funny because uh, uh, when my dad uh, passed away, probably, oh, it's been about 12 years, and, and I was just messing with Lucy, and I said, you know, Lucy, I'm an orphan now. And Lucy said, Wayne, you're too old to be an orphan. And, <laughs> and I had to definitely agree with her on that point. But, but both of my parents, both of them smoked. You know, back in those days, you know, really, I mean, if you look at these old movies, you know, everybody smokes in these old movies, you know, before, you know, people were really educated to realize just how harmful cigarettes are. But both of them smoked. So, you know, when I got to be the smoking age, I started smoking. At the, I think I was 17 years old. Both of them drank. They liked to party. Well, that, so I saw that when I was growing up. So, so I said to myself, that, uh, well, you know, I'm, my parents, I'll just do what they did. You know, we imitate. We imitate. You know, but I, I was thinking about it, and I was thinking about myself and Lucy, because both of us were raised in non-Christian families. But, but when we came to Jesus Christ, that, that was just that, that tie, that that tie to this world was broken. It was, it was cut. Because as it says here, we were ransomed. And well, what that means is that we were delivered, ransomed, redeemed. And whereas we used to have an old master, when we were living in this, these feudal ways, we had an old master, and the old master is the God of this world, who is the devil. He was our master. And when we came, gee, it's almost been, I think, 42 years ago, me and Lucy, when we came to Christ, we were delivered from that old master, and now we have a new master. The new, our new master is our Lord Jesus Christ, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. You see, all that, I, I, was, I was thinking about it, because I was thinking about a guy, and, and, and I really believe in the that this ransom that's been paid, this redemption, is something that's so supernatural. And I, I was thinking about a friend that I'd had. Uh, and when me and Lucy first became Christians, and I was driving truck, and we didn't really know where to go to church, and this guy, I uh, met him out on my route, and he directed us into a, a, a Bible study to go to, and then he showed us a really neat church to go to, just a really a good Christian young man. And he got married, and and later on, I'd heard that he was going through a divorce, and I knew his father really well, and the father said to me, well, we really should have known because he came from such a dysfunctional family. And I was thinking about that. That is just baloney, because I came from a dysfunctional family. My wife came from a dysfunctional family. I mean, I'm sure that there's many in, in this room right now that you've come from dysfunctional families. But when Jesus Christ sets you free, when you're redeemed, when you're ransomed, all that is done. And we're not, a, we're not controlled by our past anymore or where we came from because we believe in the supernatural power of God, the Father and His Son, Jesus, and we have God's Holy Spirit inside of us. We have been redeemed. We have been ransomed. And now we imitate Him. We don't imitate, you know, because we're, we're, we, we have new leadership now. But I was thinking about it, you guys who are Christian parents here, because what a wonderful opportunity is Christian parents to be examples of men and women who love Jesus Christ. 
that you can be imitators of Jesus and your children will see that. Men and women who are full of the Holy Spirit, men and women who love and obey the Word of God, who are careful with our words, who don't tear down but but build up. You see, we have the authority to do that, not only with our children, but with those around us, that we don't tear down, but we lift up, we, we build up. We looked last week as we were looking at, uh, at uh, Acts chapter uh, 4, and we looked at Joseph, who, whose name was changed to Barnabas, which means son of encouragement, and that's what we need to be. We need to be encouragers, and we have the authority to be examples of those who encourage Parents who don't lash out in anger, but instead embrace with the love of Jesus. And we as Christians, we who have been born from above, who are born again, can now go, boldly go before the throne of God in prayer. And we can ask parents, grandparents, we can ask to be filled. You know, you know I know I, I've said this so many times, but it's just something that's so real in my life right now that this whole idea that we understand when we pray according to God's will, that God is obligated to answer those prayers. As we, as we pray according to his will, and as we pray to God, oh God, I want to be filled with the love of Jesus Christ. And our Father in heaven, that is a prayer that he will answer. And the answer will be yes. In Matthew 5, uh, ch chapter 5, verse 6, it says, Blessed are those. Is this you? Is this where you're at right now? Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Blessed are those who hunger. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. As I say, as we pray according to his word, he will answer. In Matthew chapter 7, verses 7 and 8, it says, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and the one who seeks finds. And to the one who knocks, it will be opened. This is Jesus. And our Lord Jesus Christ is telling us that that. If you ask, it will be given to you. If you seek, you will find. If you knock, the door will be open to you. But the door will not be open unless we seek, unless we ask, unless we knock. It will not be open. We have to go before his throne, and we can go before the throne of God with boldness, knowing that our Father in heaven, because we belong to him, that his ears are open, that his ears are attentive to our prayers, we can do that. And we know when we ask, oh God, I want to be filled with the love of Jesus. Oh God, I know that I have an anger problem. I want to be delivered from it. I want to be set free from it. I don't want to deal with it anymore. That is the will of God, that you would be free. He who the Son sets free is free indeed. That's a supernatural Christian life. And we can know we can know that if we ask for these things, that he will do it. And as it says here in verse 18, knowing. Do you believe these things? 
we're going to partake of communion just a little bit. Do we know? Do we know the significance of this sacrament? I mean, because it says that, that our salvation, that it couldn't be bought with silver and gold. These things perish. It couldn't be bought with things that are perishable, but perishable, but our salvation had to be bought with the precious blood of Jesus Christ, our Savior. That's what we celebrate. When we celebrate communion, when we, you know, and I like the way that we take communion now, where we just, you know, we come forward, we go back, and we sit down, and we get down by ourselves, us and Jesus Christ, and we thank him. Oh, Jesus, thank you. I know where you've taken me from. I know what you've delivered me from. I know what you've rescued me from. I know what you've redeemed me from. And right now, I thank you, my Lord Jesus Christ, that you broke your body for me, for me. That Jesus, you shed your blood for me. That all my sins are washed away, that I'm clean. And as we partake of Holy Communion, we need to understand the significance of what Jesus Christ has done for us. That we couldn't be bought our salvation with silver and gold because these things are destined to perish. And the sacrifice for our sin had to be perfect. It had to be a perfect sacrifice. And that's why Jesus Christ is called a lamb without blemish, a lamb without defect. When John the Baptist, when he saw Jesus coming towards him, he said, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Behold, there he is. There's that lamb. There's that lamb who was out, who, who without defect, who was out blemish. There is that perfect lamb, the Lamb of God, who takes away your sin, who takes away my sin. And when we partake of Holy Communion, we remember that, what Jesus Christ has done for our sins. I'd just like to read up. A few passages out of uh, Hebrews chapter 5 and then out of Hebrews chapter 6. But Hebrews chapter 5 in verses uh, 5 through 10. And here we're talking about Melchizedek. It says, So also Christ did not exalt himself to be made a high priest, but was appointed by him who said to him, You are my son, today I have begotten you. As he says also in another place, you are a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. In the days of his flesh, Jesus offered up prayers and supplications with loud cries and tears to him who was able to, to save him from death and he was heard because of his reverence. Although he was a son, he learned obedience through what he suffered. Leon brought that up this morning. We learn, learn obedience for what we, through, through the things that we suffer. And being made perfect, he became the source of eternal salvation to all who obey him. Being designated by God a high priest after the order of Melchizedek. And then over in, in verse 6 and verses uh, 18 through 20, it says, listen to this. So that by two unchangeable things in which it is impossible for God to lie... We who have fled for refuge might have strong encouragement to hold fast to the hope set before us. We have this as a sure and steadfast anchor of the soul. I was thinking of Taylor on that one, the anchor of the soul. You can, you can relate with that, huh, Taylor? 
There it is right there. <laughs> you can remember that forever. The anchor of our soul. And that's why you put that on there, didn't you? A hope that enters into the inner place behind the curtain. Where Jesus has gone as a forerunner on our behalf, having become a high priest forever, a high priest forever, after the order of Melchizedek, a high priest forever. That, that is that whole idea of the priesthood of Melchizedek. as a priesthood, but there's no beginning and there's no end to it. And our Jesus, our Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, he's a high priest forever, forever. And because of that, we can go with boldness before the throne of God. And the sacrifice of our sin, we understand, for our sin had to be perfect. The only one who is perfect is God himself. Knowing that God the Son came to this earth and died for my sins and for your sins, this precious blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. This blood, the blood of Christ, is, has this power to make the vilest, the vilest sinner clean. That power. There's no one who you could ever know or meet that Jesus Christ couldn't forgive that person's sins. The precious blood of Jesus. The blood of Christ. The blood of Jesus that makes, I said, the vilest sinner clean. The blood of Christ. You know, there's power. There's power. And that's why I say, white communion, man, that's a big deal. Because we as the body of Jesus, we come together here today and we remember corporately is the body of Christ what he has done for us. We remember that. It's, it is a big deal that we remember that we have been made through our Lord Jesus Christ, we have been made right with God. When we stand before a holy God, we will not be judged. There is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. We will not be judged. His blood has washed all of our sins away. We are not being, uh, you know, arrogant or anything like that when we say, hey, I'm going to heaven. Why are, because you know how Hollywood, how they patrol uh, Christians, how they, how they portray Christians. You know, they're just a bunch of nutcases, man. I mean, you know, that, uh, you know, fire and brimstone and, and holier than thou. Man, when I look at myself, I know what is in me. I know what I am. You know, I could never understand how a Christian who knows Jesus Christ can look down and have a haughty look on other people and think that they're better than other people because we're all of us are in the same boat. All of us need a Savior. All of us need to have our, our sins washed away by his blood. None of us, none of us are any better than anybody else. So we come together and we remember what God has done. And we're assured that our sins have been forgiven. In John, 1, in John 14, 1, our Lord Jesus says, now let, let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. And then in John 17, 3. And this, what is he, hey, if I was going to ask you right now, this is a quiz. What is eternal life? How, how would you define eternal life? Somebody comes up to, what is it, Dan? To know God. But you know, we can, when we think of eternal life, I'll, I'll think, I don't know if you're going to get a prize for that answer, hopefully. But 
But the thing of it is, this is eternal life, John 17, 3. And this is eternal life. By the way, Dan is a very good theologian. I was actually thinking about that. Hi? What's that? It's right behind me? Leon, this is just not fair, man. Hi? Verbatim? That's a good word, verbatim. <laughs> okay, well, here it is. I'm going to read it anyhow. And this is eternal life, that they know you, the only true God in Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. You see, Paul knew, and Peter knew, as Paul, as he shares in Philippians, he says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. If God is for me, who can be against me? Now, is my salvation sure? Yes, because Jesus paid it all. And all to him I owe. The boast of the Christian is never in themselves. Our boast is always in our Lord and Savior, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Our Lord Jesus, God Almighty. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. All things were made by him and through him. And Jesus Christ is all we need. He's sufficient. I, actually, when you were pointing it up here, I thought you were talking about, there's no way we can see him, but we have, you know, in the Christian Missionary Alliance, we have the, the fourfold gospel and the fact that, uh, that Jesus Christ is, he's our Lord, he's our Savior, he's our coming king. What was the fourth one? Hmm? Our healer. It's so funny. Let me give you a, tell you a little story. That way back, man, probably close to 20 years ago, when me and Lucy were kind of young whippersnappers, and we were here at this church, and we had, at that time, we had like, there was a, they had a choir here before we came, and there was like pews right here. And we had that fourfold gospel up, and me and Lucy were trying to hang something up on the wall there. And just to, Lucy knows that I'd lay my life down for her. She, I, we, 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 I, she was standing, I think I had a couple of chairs piled on top of each other. Lucy was on that second chair. <laughs> and, and, and she fell down. And, and she was heading for those pews. And I, you know, like a, the strong man that I am, I caught her in my arms. And, <laughs> and I saved her. And then I... And then I showed her that poster up there that said, Jesus is our healer. <laughs> that is a true story. I'm not making it up. Does it happen, Lucy? What did she say? I fell down? See, now you're giving out, you're giving out way too much information. But Jesus is all that we need. He is sufficient. And let me just, uh, before we partake of Holy Communion, let me just read uh, 1 Peter, verses 15 through 18. That he who called you, and this is us, you guys, but he who called you is holy. You also, and you also shall be holy in all your conduct. Since, since it is written, you shall be holy, for I am holy. And if you... Call on him, and, you, and if you call on him as father who judges impartially, 
according to each one's deeds. Conduct yourselves with fear throughout the time of your exile, knowing that you were, were, were ransomed from the feudal ways inherited from your forefathers, not with perishable things like silver or gold, in verse 19, but with the precious blood of Christ, like that of a lamb without blemish or spot. As I said, that word, ransomed or redeemed, what it's talking about is deliverance, that you've been delivered, that you've been delivered. Very powerful. That no matter what you're going through right now, remember, you've been delivered. You've been set free. And we're going to go through tough times in our life, aren't we? Things are going to happen. But we celebrate right now, as we celebrate Holy Communion, we celebrate the fact that we have been delivered. We have a new master, the God of this whole universe. We just read from uh, 1 Corinthians, and band uh, worship uh, team come up. Uh, you guys did a good job today, by the way. I appreciate it. Uh, where is uh, Allison? You part of the team, Daniel, and Chelsea. There she comes. Let me just read this before we partake of Holy Communion. Starting in verse 23 of uh, 1 Corinthians 11. For I received from the Lord what I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, also, he took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant of my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And that's what we're doing right now. So when you partake of communion, just personalize it. And as you go take your, the, the, the bread and the grape juice and back to your seat, thank the Lord Jesus Christ that he shed his blood for you personally, for me. And that all of our sins are washed away and that because of that we can go before boldly before the throne of God, this bowing prayer.